Welcome everybody to my show. My name is Mark Kumar and I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. If this is the first time you're tuning into my show, let me tell you just a little bit about it, how it can help you. This show is for entrepreneurs who are looking for ways to achieve their personal as well as their business goal a lot faster. And these are things that I'm gonna personally help you based on my own experience, all the things that I have done up until now that has worked great for me, more specifically, that I have done that got me result. But furthermore, I'm going to be talking to industry top leaders who are going to share their secrets that has worked for them to help you get to your end goal a lot faster. Hey guys, I just have a small thing that I want to ask you. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you found it valuable, make sure you follow wherever you're listening to it so that way you can get my new podcasts in your inbox or in your whatever app that you're listening to it and also i have a small gift for you that you can get for absolutely free by going to markkumar.com forward slash gift and there once you're there i have a really cool gift that i actually truly believe that you're gonna enjoy and benefit from there Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Mar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Today, I have my dear friend Russell here, who's going to be helping you get your goals achieved faster. So, Russell, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Russell K. Scott, and obviously, from my accent, um, I'm not from around your parts. Uh, I'm from Australia originally, and I'm currently residing in South Korea. And I've been here for at least 10 years now. Uh, my, uh, my profession is a comprehensive fitness coach and I train people uh, online all over the world uh, to uh, basically transform their body, their mind and their life. Yep. Okay, cool. Best job in the world. <laughs> it sure sounds that way. You know, you got the whole human thing going. I'm eating, training them, making them mm-hmm. uh, get reach their highest potential you got to train the mind the body and then you know all that good stuff so how what inspired you to get into this industry mm, not something that would inspire anybody actually it'd probably destroy most people uh, okay. 10 years ago i was uh, sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor looked at me and said uh, it's cancer uh, we have to operate as soon as possible and I'm not realizing the situation was that serious. I said, well, can I just have this operation a little bit later? And his face turned into very serious and he said, Mr. Scott, if we don't operate, you'll be dead in six months. So my basically, basically the world had changed completely in that particular minute. The room went silent, could have heard this pin dropping. And I thought about all the things that I wouldn't be able to do and the, the overwhelming factor was my, uh, my children and my family. I wouldn't see my daughter uh, grow up, who was just two weeks old. I wouldn't walk her down the aisle in her wedding. Uh, my son was three. He was sitting on my lap. I'd never see him graduate from school or go to university or do whatever he does. I'd miss the birthdays and the Christmases. And uh, not to mention my wife, I'd miss all those moments with my wife. It'd all be gone. And uh, that basically uh, transformed my life. And instead of being uh, stuck in the fear, I just sat there very stoically and decided that if I live, if, I, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die and I'm going to go down fighting. If I live, I'm going to be the best husband and father I can possibly be. 
and uh, that decision set a whole thing in motion. I was uh, suffering at the time from, um, I was 235 uh, pounds, which is about 700, sorry, it's about 107 kilos, uh, which is far too heavy for someone of my structure. Uh, I was suffering from a heart and a knee and uh, chest problems and back problems. I was in a mess. Uh, my, I had been on a, a, a cocktail prescription drugs uh, to fight uh, different ailments. I had been uh, drinking uh, alcohol uh, to get through a PTSD. I had uh, lost my job. Uh, my law firm went bankrupt. I had uh, failed to uh, basically provide for my family. My rent was behind and I had been given an eviction notice. So I basically failed in all areas of life uh, as, a, as a husband, a father and as a man. So I decided at that time that I would absolutely uh, draw the draw the sand, uh, the line on the sand, as we say, and not go back and decided to change my life completely. What I did is over a period of time, I developed a system uh, to uh, basically not only lose weight, but actually change my mindset and my life. And as a result, uh, that system became the uh, basis of the program that I used to uh, transform and change other people's lives. Uh, mainly men. Uh, men seem to uh, need more help because we are the ones who are less likely to ask for help. So we do need it. And I can see you laughing there, Mark. You know yourself, you're a man. We are a stubborn breed and we need someone to say, hey, wake up to yourself. And that's basically my job. And I do that in a very raw and ruthless fashion, but also in a very gentle way too. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a 10-year journey and, uh, you know, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people um, transform their lives completely. And uh, as I said previously, this is probably the best job in the world. It's something that I get up every day and I look forward to getting up instead of going, oh, no, not another day. No, that doesn't happen now. Yeah. Wow. First of all, a big hats off to you going through all of that and then turning your life around is like, wow. And so like I say, congratulations that, you know, you made that drastic change that led you to have the life that you currently have is amazing. But how, I just have a question. I hate this concept yes. over and over again, as far as the mindset, mindset, mindset. Just take me back to like, what actually causes people to, first of all, create a, a specific set of mindset that you know that you have dealt with. That's like, hey, I have this specific mindset, that's who I am, that's who I will be, that's who I always will be. Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what causes yes, people to um, have that? Yes, I have, um, I've come across a particular, uh, I would call it a strain <laughs> of, um, of thinking, and it's basically the, the most blocking words that we have, uh, I know. And people go, oh, I know, I know. What is it that you know? They think they know. So there is a resistance to actually changing. And the thing that I have uh, come across, it's, it's something, imagine yourself uh, in a car and you're in this car and you've got your foot on the accelerator, you really want to go, you know, and then something in there is just holding it back. It's... And you think, I've just had the car serviced. It's not moving. It's not moving as fast as it should. Why is that? And then you look down and you've got the handbrake on. 
Now, a lot of people are trying to go forward and move in life, but the handbrake's on. And the first thing that I have seen is, I know. And that stops a lot of people absorbing new information. So once they release that handbrake, a lot of things can happen. And the next uh, mindset strain that I see is the resistance to change. People like where they are. And it's not until something actually happens that they have to change. So for in my example, it was the doctor. The doctor saying, you are going to die. It wasn't the fact that I was going to die that also shocked me. It was the condition of my, my, my life and my body. You know, I looked in the mirror and saw, I was 34 and I looked in the mirror and I saw this 50-year-old man standing back, staring back at me. It was just, but people can't see that. And it was the first time I saw myself as I was, objectively. So people are very, uh, they, they can walk around with, with shadows and a, a, a lamp on their face and they can't see what they actually look like or what their life is actually like. So the resistance to change, and they're actually, strangely enough, quite comfortable, as I said. They're quite comfortable in that and they don't want to change. So that's, that's the second uh, thing that I see. And the other thing is people think, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too hard. And I always say to people, um, the old Henry Ford, um, he had a very good saying, is that, you know, uh, if you think you can, you think you can. If you think you can't, you're probably right. So once people change, like, I've got it. You've got to like change your way of thinking about different things as instead of problematic as a problem, you think about it as, okay, this, this is how I do it. Okay, I can do this. How do I do it? And that opens the mind to new ideas. The, um, and probably the, what's the third, fourth? And the fifth one is their, um, their ability to actually cope with that they don't think they can actually cope with all the changes. Firstly, they've, they've realized, you know, oh, I don't know. Then they have to say, well, you know, what is it that I don't know? And then they get to the last point and it's the changes and they don't think they can cope with it because they don't have a roadmap and they don't have a method of dealing with it. And to do it on your own is very, very scary. It took me, you know, a good 10 years. Uh, I lost uh, 50 pounds in a matter of uh, six months and uh, since then, I've completely transformed my body and life. I've competed all over the world as an as a elite-level powerlifter. But that didn't happen straight away. It all took stages and steps. And the fact is that people don't know how to do it. Where do I start? Because once they've accepted that you need to change and there's all this information, they're just overwhelmed with so much information. And I call this analysis paralysis. There's just too much information. You, look, you just go on Google and you Google weight loss, fat loss, bam, all this stuff comes up. All these so-called gurus and experts come up. People don't even know where to look. So they're, they're just going through all this and they're thinking about it and they're trying to analyze everything, but nothing happens. So this analysis paralysis. So that's what I specialize in, is I actually guide people. Think about it, if you're climbing a mountain, you don't just climb a mountain straight up, you don't. You need uh, to take it in stages and you take it in steps and you need a guide. You know? So Edmund Hillary didn't climb Everest on his own. 
Right. He had a whole team of Sherpas. And then Tenzin, Sherpa Tenzin was his guide that took him to the top. So that's my particular role is my, my role is to guide you through the steps stage by stage and take you by the hand. And I lay everything out for you so you don't even have to think about it because I've already done that. I've been through that hard journey. I've been through the pain. I've made all the mistakes. So that's, that's the last thing that I can actually uh, comment on is that people don't know what to do. And a lot of people will take the opt to take the hard road and they'll take forever doing it and make all the mistakes and eventually come to it. Or they can have a guide and go straight to the top. Right. Absolutely. Those are the, those are the big uh, sticking points as far as mindset. Okay. So in your experience working with different kinds of clients, yeah. Which one do you feel helps more for them to change their mindset? One is leading towards happiness or is it leading towards pain or getting away from the pain? I guess in, in one way it's another, but which one is a bigger motivator? Hey, if you do this, mm. you're going to get more, more of a happiness as compared to if you mm. don't continue doing this, you want to get more pain. Okay. Um, in the early stages, people are just in pain. Okay. All they can see is pain. They're surrounded by it. They, can, they can't see the forest or the trees, you know, they're just surrounded by it and they're overwhelmed. So all they know is pain. They don't know the happiness portion. So the first step is actually um, avoiding and getting away from that pain. That's a big motivator to get away from it. And then as things improve and the happiness, we call it happiness factor, it improves, they want to go to more towards the happiness factor. That's, that's the thing that I've actually seen uh, so far. Uh, it's a bit like the carrot and the stick. Right. Mm. Okay. So it, it's like, uh, I know there's obviously when you go to a pain, there's a levels and levels of pain from, <laughs> from zero being like um, almost next to nothing, a 10 being the very highest pain. I need to do something right now. Somebody's pointing a gun at me. I need to do something to mm. stay alive. So yes. which scale would you say people more than likely start taking action when they are five fifty percent or sixty percent whatever that in your experience of all the clients you work with I'm yes, just thank curious. You. it's a really really good question it's an excellent question uh, I usually give my people a scale to measure you know, when they first come to me as they you know where are you in your actual pain scale as far as you know how you feel about yourself which is the most thing uh, setting aside any sort of physical ailments that you might have. And usually most people who do not take action are at a five. They can, they can manage it. And they, it's not serious enough to sort of impact their life greatly. It makes it somewhat uncomfortable, but it doesn't impact them to actually change or do something and take some action. So at five, nothing really happens. When I get to an eight, then I see people put their hand up and say, I need some help. It's not only uh, the, the physical life around them is becoming uncomfortable, but also the emotional uh, strain that is becoming uh, too much to bear and they need to get out of that. Um, a point in case, I've recently had a client who's come to me at a 10. And yeah, and... 10 is near death and 
it's best not to get to that point. So nipping in the bud earlier, if you are becoming uncomfortable, and there are little signs to that too, believe it or not. You can think about your own experiences in life, Mark. Um, you know, when you are getting on an airplane, okay, you get on an airplane, and if you're like quite slim and slender kind of person, you can fit on the airplane seat. We're talking about economy class, talking about cattle class. You can generally get away with sitting quite comfortably. You know, you don't really care. You're okay. You're not bothered by the people around you. You've got plenty of room and things like that. Then you start to have a few flights and you start to eat more airline food and, and whatever happens in life. That's just an analogy. You start to get a little bit plumper and there's less room in that chair and you start to notice like this is becoming more uncomfortable. Now I'm having more back pain. I've got no room. And that's when people think, oh, I can put up with it. It's okay. It's okay. That's the point that you should be starting to take some action, but people don't. If that answers your question. That does answer my question, but also creates another question in my mind. That <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. No. <laughs> uh, I understand from the point of view, you just created a great example in terms of, of when you are in a fitness point of view where you're getting a little bigger your body's getting bigger that point of view i understand the people who are listening to i'm sure they understand it let's just flip that mm. around on the business side now at what yeah. point would you relate the same story on the business side in the financial terms so people who are like a business owner at what point was like hey i need help i need you wrestle to help me out okay that's uh, it's interesting because i've just uh, launched into corporate as well and uh it's a very good question uh, the point comes from um as a business point of view if you're a business owner you tend uh to sit around a lot you tend to sit and do desk work if you're not doing something like a landscaping business or a, right. or some sort of physical type of thing if you're uh, you know these days a, an online entrepreneur if you are one of those you tend to sit around a lot and you tend to eat a lot and your habits it's about your habits and they become really, really bad at times if you're not in check. Okay. You're sitting down a lot and you eat the first thing you can find and you have it. You know, you'll have your cup of coffee and you'll have your donut or whatever it is. You just want that sugar rush right. to keep you going. And that's something as a business owner you must be very mindful of because that becomes an ingrained habit and that becomes a lifestyle. So as a business owner, that's what you have to be careful of. Secondly, uh, as, as, a, as a business owner who has employees, it comes down to the productivity. As people become more sedatory, their level of focus and their level of attention to things becomes less. They might think they're optimally performing, but they actually slip. So being fit and healthy actually makes you more alive and actually makes you much more aware and you're conscious of what's going on. And you're much more alert and you're not as tired. Uh, as a, you know, as a, former, a former office worker, I would often hit that slump at three o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock. And what is the first thing you will do? Coffee, God, Coffee, Coke, donut, pizza, you name it. <laughs> well, if you're in that kind of environment, usually it's something quick and it's a sugar rush. So you, your productivity actually slips after that because that sugar rush just uh, is a very short boost. So I would, I would say from an, a business point of view as an employer, 
it's the productivity. You want your people to be productive and you want them to be happier. Because when you're fit and you're healthy, you are more emotionally happier and you're much more stable. You can control your emotions a lot more and things don't seem to bother you. You're much more resistant to things. And also you're much more resistant to change because in, in the modern work, things change really quickly, sometimes in a flash. So you're much more resistant and you can, you're much more flexible to go with it. When you're not in that state of mind or that uh, state of body, it doesn't happen. So as an, as an employer, it's very, very uh, important to keep your people healthy and happy. And as the business owner, uh, if you are a sole entrepreneur, you, you have to be optimally performing and also concentrating. If you are managing, so if you're, you're in a leadership role, you need to set an example. So that's uh, another uh, business uh, aspect. Uh, a lot of executives um, let themselves go, but um, you just can't do that if you've got people relying on you and people looking up to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like if you if you set yourself an example, more importantly, because as a leader, you have to go a lot further than your employees. Right. So if you don't have the physical strength or capability, right. then your team is going to like as well. So that's a good yes, point. Yes, I, I take that uh, very, very seriously. And I take it literally uh, in my um, program. There is nothing in my uh, training or in my program that I have not done myself. And I don't get anybody to do anything that I haven't done myself. So I've been through that. If there's a new product on the market and I think it might help my clients, uh, I'll try it first. And I will take it through a six-month cycle trial period before I think, okay, this is worth using. All right. If I try it with myself and it works, I get good results. Not because I'm anything special. Right. I'm just a normal person. If, it, if I get this sort of result, it might work for someone else. So I'll try it with somebody after that but that's only after extensive trials of at least six months absolutely yeah absolutely so tell me this if you had the opportunity in the whole world and who would be your ideal client that you absolutely would be thrilled if you have clients like those you have client avatar if you will okay uh as i alluded to before it's uh, my usual client is men and I do target two men um, because they need the most help, but they're least likely to ask. They're least likely to ask for it, which is one of our male characteristics. We're a bit stubborn, so uh, it would be a man, and they would be um, in their thirties. They would be out of the silly stage of um, out all night partying and doing that type of thing as we did in our twenties. Yep, it was sort of they'd be past that stage. They might be want to take their life a bit more seriously. They want to go up the ladder and in life, you know, whether it's corporate or you know, self-development. They could be married. Uh, they could have children. Um, a lot of guys I get around 40-ish and they've got children and they've sort of let themselves go. Uh, in my case, uh, they've been ex-military uh, and they've been in their best shape you know, when they were in their 20s and they were 10 foot tall and bulletproof as we thought we were when we were, we were in the service. Uh, and we're not. And, we're, and then when we, we grow up and we become a little bit older and uh, if we fall over, we go splat. We don't bounce back up like we used to. Uh, you might be, life might be coming a little bit difficult. So you're, you know, your back's starting to sort of get a little painful. You're getting a few aches and pains and 
crack, crack, crack in the morning and things are becoming a bit thing. And, you know, and then your wife or your kids or someone will just make the comments like, gee, you're putting on a little bit of weight there. You're starting to develop a bit of a chin there. And, and you notice that your belt, you're starting to pull it up. And, and it's starting to become, as I said, starting to become a little bit uncomfortable, if not uh, painful. So that's, uh, that's a client that I really love to work for and they really want to do something about it. But in saying that, it's not exclusively men that I have worked with. It's also uh, women who, who have the same problems and they've, they've been through the roller coaster of this diet and that diet and this diet, you know, this fad, and nothing has worked. And that's actually, uh, that's actually doing more damage than good. So you know, it could be the person who has, uh, who has never trained, they've never worked out, and they suddenly wake up one morning and go, oh, my God. It can be the person who has tried everything. They've tried this, they've tried that, you know, including women. They tend to be more uh, used to trying different diets or, or exercise regimes. And it could be the person who has been training for some time and that person uh, has reached a plateau in life. They've reached and they don't know what they're doing wrong and they're getting no results and they're sort of spinning the wheels you know, on the hamster wheel. So those are the the primary people that I will work with but first thing you've got to be coachable you've got to be open to new ideas and so, you've got to be comfortable with being told what to do yeah I was going to ask you at what point do you know if somebody is coachable is good enough to be your client who can take your yeah. advice and then move forward and get result at what point do you know that or what point do you figure that out Yes. Uh, sometimes I can usually pick it up on the first conversation we have. Uh, I send uh, people a questionnaire, do the questionnaire, and then I get some information about where you are in your life. I want to know, you know what the problem is so I can diagnose it. And then from that point, I will have a look at the, um, you know, the actual person when I speak to them, like you and I, and I'll look at their condition and I'll think, okay. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I will put you on a, a trial period and uh, we, it's basically I'm sorry, a, I'm sorry, not a trial period. Can I ask a quick question, if you don't mind, not yeah. to cut you off? Can yeah. we do a case study real quick? I love these things. But, so that way we can get a live example. I'll, I'll be 100% honest sure. with you, just for like two minutes. Sure, I'll, I'll give you um, both a, 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 a good result and okay. I'll both give you a not so good result. Um, okay. Okay, we'll start with the negative side. Um, I can't name any names, obviously, but I, I had someone uh, come to me uh, a while ago and they wanted to look good in a certain period of time. So there was a deadline and that's fantastic because there's nothing like a deadline to give you that extra motivation. So I was, I was quite enthusiastic about this person. This person signed up straight away, right, we're going to do it. And um, initially it, it started very, very well, very strong. And then during this period, I started to have someone second guess me. And when you start to second guess me and question me, I don't mind you being curious, but when you second guess and you don't do it, I think, okay, it's not going to work out between us. There's, there's nothing personal here. It's just that you're not a good fit for me. Uh, so during that period, um, it, as it turned out, this person did withdraw from the program. Uh, first reason is because it wasn't a good fit and secondly the circumstances surrounding the motivation uh, fell apart so that was um, very disappointing and I can say that I've only had you know, hundreds of people I've only had two people 
do this. So, that is uh, a very good rate. Yeah, I <laughs> was, to... uh, but I was, I, I was very, um, I was very disappointed. I, I sort of took it a little bit personally, and because right. I feel as a sort of a failure in life. But um, I moved on to the, you know, the next person who wanted to do something. So that was um, on the negative side. On the positive side, I had um, uh, someone come to me who had lots of pain. They had lots of pain in their body and they wanted to do something about it. But their level of commitment uh, has to be tested. So I would, I would set them up in a routine and I would send all the material to them and I'd watch them and I'd keep an eye on them. And we have minimal sort of contact during the, um, you know, the trial period. And that person um, did everything they were supposed to do to the letter, to the letter, no deviation. And they said it was extremely difficult during that period. And I said, yes, it's supposed to be. And uh, that's not to scare anyone off, but it really um, reinforced the fact that this person uh, did well. So they were, they were looking at having uh, shoulder operations to, to have certain things. And through um, the program that I go them, it's tailor designed. Everything is tailor designed to the person. No person is, is alike from the next person. They were actually able to avoid having those shoulder surgeries and they had full mobility and and the fact is that they were able to not only lose the weight that they wanted to lose but they actually had their life back and they could go out and play with their kids they could go running they hadn't hadn't been running in, in a long time and uh, it was it's quite an achievement uh, at the end of it so that's one of the successes that i've had and um, all you have to do is just have an open mind and just listen and, and it'll happen yeah, definitely listen from the person who actually been there like yourself, going from, you know, where you were and where you are and you have trained hundreds and hundreds of people who have found results in it. So tell me if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they go about getting in touch with you? Yeah, sure. Um, I've uh, given you a link to my uh, website. Okay. Uh, it, it's a very new website, so it's uh, there's not many pretty pictures on there, but there's a lot of uh, valuable information. Okay. So it's uh, I don't know if you can pop that up here at any time, Mark. What I'll do is I'll also put it on the show notes as well. But if you want to just mention sure. the website so people sure. listen to it, it's um, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's a site called Raw and Roofless. So you can one word is uh, roofless one word lowercase.com forward slash and you come up with that if you can't find it just go to google and just google raw and ruthless and it'll just pop up my uh, my facebook page will pop up and uh, also you can have a look at my website and there's a contact button on there just get in touch button and that'll come through and we can just initially have a conversation like we're having now and um, you know, I'll help you on that conversation. I'll guide you through. And if it's a good fit to you, great. And if it's not, I'll definitely give you uh, enough information to help you start it uh, and get, get on, your, on your way. Awesome. Russell, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I know there's a huge time difference, so I really, really appreciate you being here and talking okay. to me and talking to the listener. And also people who are listening to this show, I will always, always thank you for listening it. And I will put Russell's information in the show notes, which you can find out. And also, Russell, if I can ask you one last question, what what one or two advice you can give to people who are listening to this show that will speed track their uh, 
their life going in the right direction in terms of getting results, what would that be? Okay. I might even give you three for bonus. Okay. okay. The first thing is think long-term. There is no quick fix. There's no six-week, uh, six-pack abs. It doesn't happen. It might, but realistically, no. Long-term, firstly. And the second one is to make a decision. And when you make that decision, don't renege on it. Don't go back. And I'll give you a bonus one. Take action. You have to do something. Nothing moves until you take action. Nothing changes. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like I'm a firm believer, at least this point in my life, you spend 90% of taking massive action, only 10% of thinking about what you're going to do. That's how you get a result. Mm. Yes, don't think too much. It's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) It can be dangerous, yes. All right. Thank you so much, Russell. Thank you very much, Mark. And you have a wonderful day. Is it day or morning there? It's evening here in New York. Evening. You have a lovely evening in New York. All right. Hey guys, I just have a small thing that I want to ask you. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you found it valuable, make sure you follow wherever you're listening to it so that way you can get my new podcasts in your inbox or in your whatever app that you're listening to it. And also, I have a small gift for you that you can get absolutely free by going to markkumar.com forward slash gift and there once you're there i have a really cool gift that i actually truly believe that you're gonna enjoy and benefit from there